Hey there, film fans. I'm Jeff. I'm Dave. I'm John, and welcome back to The Love of Cinema, a pod in which we challenge one another to discuss movies both new and old with a strictly positive critical eye. That's right, and to avoid any lazy negativity, we are making this a drinking game. Oh, yes, we did. <laughs> yeah. Any negative criticism about a film is absolutely allowed, but it will be called out. You will hear this sound. Drink! That means that we are drinking, and we would love it if you at home would drink along, too. Cheers. So pour yourselves a glass, join us, and give us up the films we love, and... The films that need some love, we'll find out. Mm-hmm. We'll find out if they need some love. Mm-hmm. It's uh, we'll it's Christmas. Out. Everyone gets love. Yeah. So last week we did the family-friendly <laughs> Christmas movies <laughs> podcast where we talked about Home Alone, Christmas Vacation, and the original Miracle on 34th Street. Several films, which I saw in the list of the greatest Christmas films of all time. Mm. Number one is This American is this American Life. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Number one was <laughs> It's a Wonderful It's life. a Wonderful Life. Yeah, it's a Wonderful but Life. But whatever. There were a couple that were 100%. Miracle on 40, 40. Get there. Hold on. Do it. Of course, we <laughs> miracle. Do it. Do it. Go on. Go on. Get it out. Miracle on 34th Street was number two uh, with 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Doesn't matter. We are now yeah. doing the not- family friendly yes. christmas episode this, this is ha- known as the christmas films you definitely can't watch with your family and yeah. quite frankly have fuck all to do with christmas put the kids to bed uh, yeah, roll a joint right. pour your drink and watch these fucking movies and jeff's gonna laugh yeah, in a second because he's got the feed and he didn't know that title was coming oh <laughs> i didn't oh <laughs> damn it wait anyway wait oh shit i did <laughs> nice dave oh shout out to alex trebek it, it looks like it looks like a jeopardy category okay cool yeah. oh, anyway yeah, films that have fuck all to do with christmas thanks for yeah that's right let's before we before we dabble on too much let's go over to john so we can get through our shout outs shout outs yes. as always boom our beer sponsor is Carlos Barozzo. He's based out of Queens, New York. You can give him a follow. The handle is Cbarozzo Bar 2019. That's C B A R R O Z O B A R 2019. And as always, the music you hear on this episode and every single fucking episode is provided by the artist <laughs> Dasein. That's Dasein. D A S E I N. You can find all the music available for free downloads at soundcloud.com forward slash Dasein dash artist. Real quick note. Um, <clears throat> To you two motherfuckers, Carlos texted me today. He has brews for both of you ready to go. So he basically was like, just hit me up, tell him we can figure out a way to drop off, hand off. He's got a whole fucking bunch of beer for the podcast just for us. So I definitely want you guys oh. to figure out a way, if you can, to grab it from him, because I think he made it just Yeah, what a way to ring out the, the year. I think he made labels oh, and everything. Come on. So <laughs> you got to get that beer. <laughs> anyway. Let's, let's Carlos, do it. yeah, let's do it. Don't don't tease me. I have an SUV, Carlos. I, know. I have an SUV. Please go get it and show me what it looks like, so I can imagine drinking it with you guys. Anyway, back to you, Jeff. Yeah, I'll take a picture of what it looks like. All right. Well, yeah, we're gonna get to the Christmas movies, but let's let's just go around quickly and and talk about any news or anything you've been watching lately. Dave, you want to get us started? Well, I I mean, I like everyone. I think I finished Mandalorian this week. I'm not gonna spoil it, but holy crap, what a way to go out! Really. Like, if you haven't, uh, if you watched the final episode and you didn't stay till after the credits, go back and watch it after the credits. There's an after credits nice. scene. Are there usually? Go back. Are there usually teasers at the no. end? Of- okay, because I've no, never. There I've are no- I always skip yeah. the credits in Mandalorian. No. Um, and I, I started watching Queen's Gambit finally, so I could find yeah. out what everyone was talking fun. about. And yeah, they were right. Everyone was right. Is it good? It's just fun. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. Nice. Yeah. 
That, that kid really wants those green pills. That child wants the green <laughs> that pills. That is the funniest sequence so far. Like, then, the great thing about the show as well is like she she is just as good as the adult version of the character. So it's it's consistent the whole way through. Like the performance is consistent, but it's two different actresses. Yeah. Nice. Dave, clear this up for me. We were talking awesome. last week in our news section, in this little section, we were talking about how Warner Brothers pushed back all their, uh, or they, they decided to release everything for 2021 on streaming. Mm-hmm. Dune yeah. is now scheduled to come HBO out. Max. HBO Max. Yeah, thank you. Dune, Dune is now scheduled yeah. to come out in October 2021. Uh huh. Does that literally mean even if we're safely allowed to go back to theaters, they're not going to release some of the later slated movies at, in theaters? At this point, yes. They went blanket coverage across the board. I'm willing to bet as the year rolls on, they'll roll that back a little. Yeah. Um, because could be a gamble. But yeah, I mean, could be a gamble. Yeah, it's well, it's a case of like if we get to October and we're still not out of this, then okay, we got bigger problems. Right. But um, if we get to October and they drop that thing on HBO Max to try and drive subscribers instead of the billion dollars it's probably going to make at the movies, I don't know what they're thinking. Yeah, I will be livid. So that's not cool. I didn't. Yeah. I just wanted to clarify that because I, mean, I did not quite understand I will that not, last week. I will specifically not watch it on HBO Max and go to the movies to see that Me too. on the screen. For sure. I'm not. I'm not gonna. Yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt. Anyway, I just wanted to ask about that. Um, I went into a series mode. Uh, around this time of year, I usually sit down and treat myself to fun movies because I tend to watch heavy art house drama a lot throughout the year. So as well as these movies, I watched the first three Harry Potters and the first three <laughs> uh, Marvel movies. <laughs> so that's, wow. that's what I did with my week, as well as these three. I watched nine fucking movies this week, you guys. I don't have a lot to do this week, so. Jeez. Been fun. I like doing it. Are Harry Potter Christmas movies to you guys? Does that count? Does yeah. that fucking count? Because I mean, came out not, Christmas. Re- not, not really. No, <laughs> it's not. Um, I, I noticed this week also they dropped the opening of Wonder Woman 1984 on, uh, on YouTube. Like the opening scene yeah. was on YouTube for free to try and drive subscribers again. They're really pushing this hard. Doing bad um, in China. Did you see that? Yeah, I did see that. I mean, they, so there was, China released a, uh, one of their films at the same time up against it. And of course, it slammed it. Wow. Holy but, shit, uh, I thirty-two million dollars. The other, China, the other big news this week: uh, Tenet is finally available to rent January fifth, two thousand twenty-one. Guys, we got to do a you watch can, party. You can get it. We can you can get it video on demand. You can get it video on demand right now, but uh, it's available to rent January fifth. Tenet. Can we rent it on Prime Video and do one of our watch we parties? Have to. I'm not that, sure. If we I can, don't, we I don't know to. if it's. Uh, no, I don't think it's. It's only if it's actually on Prime All right. itself. Either way, we should at least we should sync up and at yeah. least have a little. We should do a talkback show, a quick little special show, right after we all watch it, and then just we got to get it out of our system. We've been building it up too much. Tenet, yeah. Chris Nolan, yeah, we'll if you just, hear us, we'll just you're rent welcome. it, and everyone can watch <laughs> us watch it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Jeff. All right. I um I started Mandalorian because I've been behind, as everybody mm. knows, little grad, grad school semester and stuff, and it is great. But then I'd watch three movies, and I really wanted to watch something new. I've been trying to like last week. I watched The Prom, not exactly what I was hoping. You know, this I was like, I watched Ma Rady's Black Bottom yesterday, and it is good. It's really good. This is Chadwick Boseman's final film, but it's ah. also an incredible performance by Viola Davis. Uh, there is a lot of other, there's a lot of award buzz with this movie. So I've been watching the awards buzz. I'm not going to get into it, but it is definitely going to be a very diverse lineup based on everything that's doing really, really, really well right now, which is great for everybody. My one question is what is Steve McQueen just won some awards like from, you know, LA critics and not any big awards, but he's winning for an Amazon 
it's i guess he, he's calling them five individual movies they're called small acts and it's based on oh, yeah. um it's based on uh, a poem or a quote that became a bob marley song that it's like well if you're the, a large tree then i'm a small axe and they're five movies right they they don't necessarily overlap in any way shape or form but apparently they're being considered films like individual films if everything else on netflix is considered a film then these can each individually be considered for films and they're winning awards so i don't know if the whole award system is going to get fucked by this kind of stuff but also there's there's a lot of I mean, talk we, already we've that... thrown everything else on its head this year why not fuck that as well wow. yeah exactly <laughs> well also netflix might get five best picture candidates this year so streaming has just just totally rat fucked the award season which is i guess a good thing because it means that we can watch all these good movies but anyway, so I watched Mom Brady's Black Bottom. Chloe's watching Shrill, and I've seen a little bit of it, and it's really good with A.D. Bryant on Hulu. Um, but yeah, that's that's it. Mom Brady's Black Bottom is the big one. Go see it. It's on Netflix. Do yourself a favor. It's awesome. Mank is out too, isn't it? That's it. It's been out for... Mank is Mank out. Is yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And Uncle Frank yeah, are the ones that, was, that I want to That was one I next. meant to get to this week, and there just wasn't time, but yeah, maybe next it. week. I'm going to do it this week. <clears throat> we, I mean, I got right, holidays people. coming up. Yeah, holidays yeah. well hey let's do it let's send people away with some naughty movies to watch for uh the holidays you ready yes. to do it yeah dude, let's do it all right people we're gonna start with bad santa all right 2003 billy bob we are gonna then head over to the ref <laughs> which is dennis leary kevin spacey who i believe in a not family friendly podcast totally fair play to bring the <laughs> kevin spacey movie back into the, the helm here and then um you've also got we're gonna finish it out with anna and the apocalypse which is available on prom record prom is prime. available on prime recommended by dave and it is a movie musical that takes place on right around christmas eve during a zombie apocalypse it's good stuff we're gonna talk about that last Let's get into it. Bad Santa, you know the story. A miserable con man you know and his story. partner pose as Santa. <laughs> We've all and lived his it. his little helper. That's right. Their eight little reindeer helped them rob uh-huh. malls that they were working as Santa Claus and the elf out. <laughs> um, he's a complete alcoholic. Uh, he then befriends Lauren Graham, who is Mrs. Santa's sister. Uh, <laughs> and a really strange kid who has a really big house that his father is absent from because he's in prison anyway so billy bob bad santa alcoholic really funny fucking funny who wants to go first all right well first of all i didn't realize that this is produced by the cohen's i didn't and the weinsteins and they they rewrote some of it too and they had had a hand in the script as well the weinsteins are in there too Um, they won't admit it because apparently they were really pissed about what the weinsteins did to it yeah, classic. So, you know, oh. join the club. Everyone's pissed about the what, what the Weinsteins did to them. Do you, did yeah. you do any... Their story is not as strong as some others I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah. Sorry, you can buzz me for laughing that hard at an inappropriate joke. <laughs> <That's wrong. laughs> hey, not family friendly. Come on, people. Yeah. Let's get into it. So Somebody talk about this goddamn movie. funny, you guys. I saw this movie in theaters in high school, and I it's, it's one of these standout, like, I may have pissed my pants i was laughing so hard the first time i saw this movie i know i like spilled my drink i was all over i could not stop laughing sure falling from the moment this thing opens where you he spilled your cola the yeah. cola when he walks out of that bar he just starts pissing and then he just starts throwing up on himself and it just opens with the title i mean you just know exactly what you're in for this thing this movie is fearless it's fearless when was the last time ironically you guys apparently apparently the weinsteins made them uh, like cut some stuff and they reshot some stuff uh, to tone it down and make it a little bit more mainstream uh, so that it wasn't as offensive. The irony of that is not lost on me. 
But wow. <laughs> apparently the baddest Santa has like, you know, 15 seconds of extra footage that makes it just worse. What? Because there's a director's what cut. What could it possibly be? What, what is the 15 Oh, there's seconds? like five seconds of extra footage here and 10 seconds of extra abuse here. And like, yeah, it's it's just like they let the scenes go on a little bit. So I'll, I'll, Jeff, I'll throw it to you in a second because I think you'll have something to say about this. Jeff and I, when we were in uh, college, we had a, a really intense, wonderful acting teacher who was a great teacher and a really good actor. <laughs> and this was one of his, if not his favorite acting performance of all time by Billy Bob, not just by Billy Bob Thornton. Like one of the, he thinks it's one of the greatest acting performances ever caught on film. And every, you think about that and you laugh and you think it's hilarious, but it's so grounded. Billy Bob is is incredible in this movie. Everything is so legit. It's not, it's not slapstick. You know what I mean? It's like it's, it's fucking dark. What do you think? Hmm. Yeah, I think I, I think uh, like I'm going to agree with that point. I feel like uh, Billy Bob Thornton and uh, Tony Cox as well was a fucking highlight for me. Yeah, of he nails his performance. Um, but I feel like if those two weren't as good as they were. This movie wouldn't have been as successful because the rest of the like the script is shit. I mean, it's well, it's just one gigantic gimmick, isn't it? So it's like one of, another thing yeah. that we say all the time. Like, every, and they they took it and they took it and ran with it and elevated it way above what it was. Yeah, every element's important, and the acting is probably the you know it's a comedy. So as well as the editing and timing and stuff, the acting is is the hmm. most important part of this. There is a lot of this is not a quick cut you know movie with with hilarious. Kind of like some of those wonderful cuts we were talking about last week with Christmas Vacation. Um, that doesn't happen in this movie. There's a lot of static cinematography, and it's all about yeah, just watching it's, it's, these people I, sit it in their misery. It almost a set of sketches. <laughs> it's a set of sketches, almost. Mm-hmm. Like, then this happened, then this happened, then this happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they all but, checked out. They all, have, they, all, they all work towards the same goals. It's, it is ultimately simplistic, and it is ultimately... It, they they have the alcoholism to turn back on. I do wonder how it's going to age over time. Like, is alcoholism at this level going to be funny? That self destructiveness. It's um, you know, it's I'm, it's a little. I'm so conflicted about this movie because I hate the fucking film, but I love some of the performances in it. You hate, you really the, hate film? the film? Yeah, get in there. Wait, yeah, what do you I mean? hate it. Why do you? I hate fucking it? hate it. It's there's nothing to it. It's literally just him doing a gimmick for like an hour and a half. There's there's the thinnest storyline you've ever seen. There's no like redemption of any characters whatsoever. It's just. Oh, <laughs> keep going, motherfucker. What else? But they fucking own it, and it's so good because of that. Like. If you if you're looking at this from a critical eye, it's gonna flop. If you're looking at this from the holy shit, these guys nailed what they were trying to do, it's a roaring success. I mean, so I'm so fucking are. conflicted. Yeah, what's Caddyshack? Is Caddyshack like Citizen Kane but at a country club? You know what I mean? Like it's it's no very Caddyshack's simple. fucking funny. Fuck you. <laughs> this is funny. This is a funny movie. <laughs> All right, so no, I, no, no, I've had no, the pleasure no, no, no. of watching this movie many times, and John and I like this movie so much. We went and saw Bad Santa two in theaters, uh-huh. which is terrible. Oh, was- but it does have it does have the yeah it does have the kid though, and Kathy Bates is Billy Bob's mom. Oh yeah, oh yeah, dude. So that's really fucking funny. Um, so I saw this with my mom in a, a hotel room when I was doing college oh, auditions. No. Oh. So just the two of us in a hotel room. <laughs> this is how we expected. And when they all got was, out of therapy. All right. That's right. And then we would we always did the eleven o'clock service at my church and we usually were like a little toasty because um 
we would drink at this holiday party beforehand. So by the end of the service, we'd come home, have another scotch. And I think my brother and I one year just couldn't do It's a Wonderful Life, which is always on. We just like can't do it. Mm-hmm. And so we put Bad Santa on. <laughs> and it sort of became this Christmas tradition to watch like a half an hour of Bad Santa when we got back. Is it from just church. to see the and look then- on your mom's face? Right. Yeah, basically. And they not not fans. They missed the beginning. I think if they got they would have gotten hooked early on from the first time he was at a bar peeing and throwing up on himself for sure. Um, Maybe if they saw him open a safe and knew that the guy was skilled. Um, No, I I saw this one. Yeah, he has levels. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I saw this one with uh, with Chloe and and her parents Um, and, and Chloe and her mom had just watched another one of the Netflix like Hallmarky type movies that's not good, you know, those kinds of things. Yeah. And this movie comes on, or I would put this on, and it's funny because, first of all, it's it's funny watching it with, with females and men because there's a scene where the, the kid that Billy Bob sort of <laughs> adopts, I guess, because... Yeah. It's, it's really hard to explain the exact scenario, but he ends <laughs> up staying at this kid's mansion because his dad isn't home. His dad is looking at mountains or something, but it, it's really just that his dad's in prison. Uh, for embezzlement so he's this huge house and so billy bob just like moves into this kid's fucking house it's so funny um anyway he realizes that the kid's getting bullied so he takes him to a boxing he takes him to a, a boxing club okay i'll give you that and, scene is funny <laughs> and he gets he gets he gets um gets tony cox who is who is three feet tall and the boy to to fight against each other and the, the, they just start like kicking and punching each other in the nuts like all three of them just keep punching each other in the nuts Chloe's dad and I are hysterically laughing and the, and the ladies are not laughing at this, but it's funny. Cause she goes, this, I forget. I forget if it was Chloe or her mom was like, this is not, he is not redeemable. This shouldn't be a good movie. We just watched a supposedly heartfelt Christmas movie in quotes. Uh-huh. And she's like, but this is so much better because you can't take your eyes off them. It just means that they must be just really good. They must be good actors. Cause there's nothing redeemable about these characters. And I just, Absolutely. I can't wait to everyone see what happens in, next. Everyone in this movie is so fucking messed up. Bernie Cox is Bernie Cox. Bernie um, Mac is obviously, you know, RIP to him and John Ritter, who are both in this film. Yeah. And they both just do their roles right. It's they just it's just good stuff. Yeah. It's it's good. It's a little overdone. So sketchy. I give you that, Dave. I mean, um, no, but it's, it's definitely a great example of how an actor like an acting performance can elevate something above what it was. I mean, just the, the, when, when Bernie Cox. So so Billy Bob Thornton passes out at one point Bernie Cox. It, in front of all the kids. <laughs> In Bernie front, Cox. sorry, Bernie Mac. So when um when the um, oh, yeah, when he comes in bad in Santa, when the bad Santa Billy Bob passes out <laughs> in front of all the kids, and Bernie Mac comes up and he starts yelling at the the, the little the little person to get Billy Bob out of there, and he says, "I can't get him out of here. You get him the fuck out of here in front of all the kids in the mall." <laughs> And he was like, this is your problem, motherfucker. And he was like, it's fucking physics. Like, and I don't want to get into it because it's not yeah. my story to tell. But it's like the way they're yelling at each other is really funny. But but what what they're yelling about is a real thing. They actually have to get Billy Bob out of the mall. That's what separates this from a regular gag. Because if he just passes out in the mall and they can't move him, end game, right? They need to get him out. So it's like, even though they are gags, what the result of it matters and I think that's why this ends up becoming a very rewatchable movie. There's also no, it's a bottomless pit. So like, again, unlike a... Uh, oh yeah, there's you know, no a, low bar. Yeah, unlike a Home Alone or a Christmas Vacation, you know, where, again, a gimmick is set up fairly early in the movies and you're kind of watching these gags take place in different form, but it's the same thing over and over again. This one, the gimmick is introduced to you, but 
there is a it's like disturbing how far they go with it how shameless billy bob plays this man i mean that blackout scene is way too far like the first time they did that take i wonder if they were like (laughs) yeah i don't know if you need to like break every prop on set dude and i mean he just comes in and just fucking falls and breaks (laughs) over everything the kids are all the way they have all the kids lined up right there apparently by his own admission he was drunk yeah for a lot of this film for a lot of this film i mean come on this is a his method his method i do want to ask you okay i do want to ask dave like unpack it a little bit more for me are you saying that like if you read this script you would be like, ah, oh, this is just kind of, it's kind of cheap humor. It's dirty. It's crass. And we're just going to laugh at the, the grossness, the it's vulgarness. It's not even cheap. It's like, I have a question here. It's like, did they start off with too bad in the, like the bad center, like with his opening monologue and like him throwing up in the alleyway and everything, <laughs> did they leave themselves nowhere to go? And then I was like, not really. Cause this movie goes so fucking low. Yeah. And it's like, it's <laughs> not a feel good film at all. That's for sure. It's, it's horrible. Every, almost everyone there is horrible fucking people. Isn't there something? Isn't he there genuinely something? tries to kill himself. Isn't there? He genuinely genuine, tries to kill himself. The kid interrupts. I mean, come on, you guys. Dark humor is good That's at any good. time of the year, but like, isn't there a piece of us that wants to blow up Christmas? Like, isn't there a little bit of us that is just like, fuck the cheer, fuck that shit, fuck it. Like, there's even in It's a Wonderful Life, like Jimmy Stewart's character, the ultimate feel-good holiday movie. Even he is like struggling with trying to feel cheerful about it i think this movie is like the ultimate holiday release like you kind of need this like i'm just i'm just gonna say like right in the twitch chat here jeff's typed fuck yeah bernie mac don't pretend you can get his fucking name right hey (laughs) hey i was trying to start up some conversation (laughs) start in the chat start in the chat yes no i mean the thing is like they go they go low but it's all low there's no there's nothing like there's maybe two gags in this whole movie that aren't just through the fucking floor low. This is <laughs> this is just like when Tony Cox des- says everything about you is disgusting. <laughs> Your soul is dog yeah. shit when he's when they're sitting in the food court. Like it just can't oh it just can't get any worse. I don't know, you guys. I, every time I watch yeah, this movie, think- every time Tony I- Cox is still my favorite in this fucking film. Yeah, Tony Cox perfect. Yeah. You guys don't feel that at all, what I was talking about, though? Like, come on. Like, you don't... Even as a kid, I remember being like... Like, I I want... I wish I was made of fucking claymation so that this time of year could just be fucking perfect. And I was totally in line with the way everybody was telling me they're supposed to be feeling. But there's a little bad Santa in all of us, I think. And I I don't know. I I feel like this movie is singular. There is not another Christmas movie that really taps into the, the rage that I think a lot of people feel underneath are like pretense. Get anxious. It's a bit. It's a bit. I mean, there's a little bit of bad Santa in all of us, but they go full fucking bad Santa down your throat, like as you do. How much would this this movie porn it to be a snuff film? But how much would this movie? (laughs) How much would this movie have sucked if they had not gone that far? Right, it would not have. I get it. Like they committed to the bit, and like, but also again, like I said, it's something that isn't good but it is good because it's elevated by the performances that they give like the kid is great the, he's great tony cox is great Warren everyone Graham, in this movie out. yeah what the fuck does that Dave, what does great. that mean though I, I, well, it is a good but it is good like for you specifically i'm not just saying objectively like did you when you watch this movie are you not laughing are you not smiling you're not having fun sometimes i there's a couple of scenes where yes i laughed um but a lot of the times yeah, calendar has a lot of the times it's like aspirin in it. oh like and it's it's almost awkward shit and it's it like it's it's meant to be funny but it's not it's fucking tragic 
Well, oh, okay, okay. So are you? Would you watch something like this gross? Like, are you like, are you kind of disappointed in yourself for like watching that something that horrible? <laughs> so like, I don't know. I, oh, I, gosh, I don't know I, if I want to even know, subject I, myself I, to this. I mean, uh, yeah. To th- I mean, if you want to throw it back to Noah, he's drunk and I'm looking, and it's like, eh, it's not cool. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Dave, this movie fun. or Noah? Gun to your head. What do you pick? <laughs> I don't know. This movie's coming in. Yeah. <laughs> Nice. Okay, good, good, oh, good, yeah. good. Yeah. He said, yeah. come on, one of my favorite lines in the movie, I beat the shit out of some kids today, but it was for a purpose. <laughs> for a purpose. Come on. I really felt, I yes. felt like my life. Well, said, no, there, there is some stuff that's incredibly funny, but I'm just what I'm saying, like, if you, if you, if you, like, uh, if you come from, from a, there are, like, certain generational gaps where some things are still kind of sacred, where you're, like, you don't fuck with Sandy, you don't fuck with certain things at Christmas, that sort of thing. And this, this takes that and throws it out the fucking window. And they just, nothing he, is, nothing is sacred in this movie. It's also funny that he wears the Santa suit everywhere he goes, <laughs> but especially when he's in the dressing room making sweet love to Lauren Graham. <laughs> in the changing room in a department store and yes. and when you look under the door you just see like the santa boots and the santa outfit. <laughs> and then when john ritter tells bernie mac and he goes they were fornicating in the big and tall section <laughs> the big and tall section like the way bernie mac handles that it's really funny this they have yeah. consequences but again uh. bernie mac again was also a phenomenal performance in this i, I love i love all oh my god yeah all the, like like i said i loved the acting i loved what they did with the material they were given this is the opposite of a film where people just don't elevate something that yeah. we could have like <clears throat> something that sits here and even they bring the, it up to here even the but the bit part yeah this too, is dude. for me it, it's here but if i mean to to throw it out there and like almost to steal a gimmick from uh another podcast the uh and almost starring guys they had bill murray and jack nicholson lined up to play this role yeah yeah. What the fuck would that have turned out like? Yeah. Honestly, like, I think if it, it wasn't if it wasn't I someone who could commit Jack, like Billy Bob it. Thornton, like Bill Murray, like, Billy Bob Thornton looks the part. Right. I, I, Bill Murray might have pulled it Bill off. Mur- well, Bill Murray would have been a, it would have been a Bill Murray movie. You know, it would have been a, it, like he every movie he's in, it turns it into a Bill Murray movie, which which is wonderful. Jack probably would have been close to this, but I think Billy just like the, the yeah. disgusting. I don't think they would have gone as far as Billy. Yeah. Billy, yeah, Billy has no problem at all. How about fucking, did you guys, a little shout out to Oscar winner Octavia Spencer for the single scene as the yeah. hooker. Hell no. Yeah. Hell no, really? I didn't shit right for a week. Yeah, that was a good running gag. Every, every, every tiny little role is great. But just to get back really quickly, technically, I think one reason why this movie doesn't feel like just the gimmick to me, like, I know what you mean, Dave. We all do. Like, we know it from the get-go. Big picture-wise, we know what this movie is about. It's in the fucking title. And if you don't get it from the title, you get it from that opening scene. However, the way they shoot it, the, the coverage, because there are so many, there's so much coverage that is that is static, that just sits on these people. I think it confuses you a little bit as an audience member because you keep thinking you're allowed to laugh without feeling guilty about it. Like you keep wanting to have that sensation and they just don't let you. It stays still hmm. so much and you just have to watch Billy be horrible. Or be hilarious, like that scene that Jeff was talking about. Also, he walks up into the foreground and gives that monologue about just I beat up some kids today. He's just pulling so hard on a cigarette, and he's just like so proud of himself. But it doesn't cut. It doesn't give you any. Uh, there's no breath for you as the audience member. You have to just sit there and decide for yourself: Am I comfortable laughing at this? Oh come on! Oh, we got the gush alarm oh, for John. 
Keep going. Don't stop. Don't stop. It does what it it does what a dark comedy should do. It makes you feel very uncomfortable. So I don't know, Dave. What are some of your other like? What can you name just off top of your head? Are are there any other really you know raucous, filthy dark comedies that you do love, but they give you that same sensation? I'm not proud of laughing about this, but I love this movie. I mean. As far as black comedies, like about as black as I like to go is Gross Point Blank, which I think uh, the cinematographer for this also shot. Shut up, that's fucking good. That's a good little trivia. Yeah, nice. I've never seen that movie, but anyway, Jeff, do you have? Is there a yeah. dark comedy that you? That's, can think it's of worth. That, like... It's worth. That's worth a look. Have a look at that one. It's Dan Aykroyd has the best fucking cameo ever in that. Nice. Um. Uh, no, this is, I mean, this is really dark. And the ones that, that we use that always used to get cited, like, um, what's it called? Happiness. Is that that weird? Like John Lovett's movie from or the wars of the roses. Wars of the, War of the like roses. Yeah, yeah, War yeah. the roses. I enjoyed war of the roses, but like, that's a good example. That's what I'm saying. It's a little bit more hmm. the way they cut war of the roses. It feels a little bit more like, I think I'm supposed to laugh because the way they're cutting this, even though the performances are dark, this is almost like flipped. Like you want, you can't help but laugh at these performances because they're so brilliant. But the movie makes you feel mm. like, I, oh, I feel like really uncomfortable. Watching I feel like this. War of the Roses though was still a touch comedic. This occasionally goes outside the comedic to the grotesque. Yeah, like they what? they Push they cross boundaries. they cross lines, what and they're is like, your... yeah, bye bye lion, fuck you, I'm on, I'm I'm coming on through. What is your favorite? scene moment live like what like whatever gimmick gag like it could be anything what 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 gets you every it's, time you watch it's the this? fucking it's the fucking boxing match the that boxing match gets match. me every Classic time slapstick better for guys yeah. apparently Three better Stooges, for guys, but, yeah. yeah jeff you too yeah uh, i mean that one was the where i laughed the hardest this time but i gotta give a different answer i can't let dave just take take our answer here why do you have a different one <laughs> this time you know, you know you know what it was today Today it was the grandma. So the boxing match and the balls immediately cuts to Billy Bob and Lauren Graham coming home. And the grandma is laying back. Her mouth is open and her like legs and arms are spread out to the side. It looks like she's in rigor mortis, but without it like twitching. So she looks like a dead bug. And so they're like, she's dead. And he goes up and like tries to like see if she has a heartbeat and tries like he gets in her face for like a minute. And then she finally snaps back to life it is so stupid I, I, so really i'm really so wondering funny. was the the direction they had just come out of it when you feel like it yeah so you had so no many, idea when she was coming the out linger they linger so much M- mine is a lingering moment it's when he sits down and uh what is he signing a permission slip or something for the kid he's like who the fuck is thurman <laughs> he's like i yeah, am yeah yeah and that's goes, the report card and he goes thurman merman and he goes yeah and it just sits on billy for like five seconds, he goes, Jesus fucking Christ. He's <laughs> like the time, the time. Okay, it that's, takes a, that's a good one. That's a good one. Rewind it like three times. Like there are some absolutely <laughs> great gags hidden in amongst all of the really grotesque shit they do. Like in this. Oh, the kid is on. carving a wooden pickle for him. A pickle. It just yeah. looks like a turd. And he just, anyway, it's so funny. Oh yeah, the blood covered pickle. Yeah. <laughs> I think this movie's fucking fun. Give all it a right, red, right, people. Right. Go ahead and do it's it. It's so funny. I mean, funny. give it a give it a look. It's it's don't watch don't watch it with your uh, your Christian family. Uh, they're not going to enjoy this. No, it's but uh, don't watch it with your yeah. mom in a hotel. Don't, no. <laughs> yeah, don't do what Jeff did. Don't rent it. On... <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, yeah, it's fun. Yeah, so there you go. That is our first not family friendly Christmas movie. All right, Woo. but we got to keep it moving, people. So we're going to take a very very short break so we can recoup. And then we are going to be talking about 1994's The Ref. 
starring rest. Dennis Leary, Judy Davis, and Kevin Spacey. We'll see you in a second film. Thanks. Oh my god! Here we go, right. people. That was bad Santa. Loved it. Love talking about it. But we have to move on. Going to keep mm. the show rolling. We are now going to be talking about the ref, the ref, <laughs> R E F. Yep. Dennis Leary robs the shit out of something. What was I, I believe hall? it's I believe it's fucking uh, no it's Kevin McAllister's house he he robs because it's got fucking like cat Wayland, piss booby traps yeah. and <laughs> Wayland somebody yeah, it was a, like a local a house rich person person has a lot of money and had set up a booby trap in the safe so that if you pick up that diamond ring booby trap goes off you go through a trap door on the floor you get stuck with the dog. They didn't really show how he escaped. But anyway, long story short, no, they didn't. <laughs> um, he I is on the run. Yeah. <laughs> he is on the run. And the town, knowing that there is a burglar on the loose, does they shut the town down, basically. They do checkpoints in car vehicles so that they can't leave the town. And they're going to go house to house looking for Dennis Leary. Dennis Leary goes into a convenience store and gets Judy Davis to take her into her car where husband Kevin Spacey is waiting for her. (laughs) Little does Dennis Leary know that the two of them are in the worst possible marital fight that he could endure. And even though he is holding them up with a gun to their heads, they keep arguing about their marriage (laughs) and yelling at each other. (laughs) They have nowhere to go. So Dennis Leary makes them take them back to their house where they continue to argue argue and bicker. He ties them up. And they end up forming a very interesting friendship on Christmas Eve, which makes it a Christmas movie. So essentially, this movie is about how Stockholm Syndrome is a Christmas miracle. <laughs> is that right? Yeah, yeah. Is that right? Well, except that except that they never really... In that case, you, you start to fall for your burglar because of the power and stuff. This, they never really treat him like a burglar. He's no, just like he's, another no, dimple yeah, in their marriage. Basically, the whole family shows up for dinner while he's holding them hostage, so he has to pretend he's a psychiatrist. Yeah. Uh, the original psychiatrist played by Biddy Wong as well. Yeah. Biddy Wong. Shout yeah. out. Wanted to give him a shout out. Fa- favorite Same favorite year as Jurassic Park, I think. Um, also, this was, uh, I don't know whether you saw it in the IMDb trivia, this is J.K. Simmons' film debut. Shut oh, up. was it wow, his debut? That's his debut. Wow. Yeah. He looks the same age. Right. I, I mean, you can see he's a little bit younger there, but a little more hair. Well, it's on also the side. written by. <laughs> yeah. It's written by Richard Lagravanes, who Lagravanes, who um, yes. wrote the Lagravanes. Actually, he was uh, he was called he in to um, to finish it up to finish the screenplay. It was actually originally written by Mary Weiss. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, and she, it's he's he's her brother-in-law. Um, so she called him in to finish up the script. Uh, it was actually inspired by an argument she had with her husband and she came up with the premise. It's like, when you say he said something and he says he didn't, wouldn't it be nice to have a third party who could step in? Um, otherwise and the whole thing spawned from that. Marital the riff, therapy. Yeah. 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 And yeah. So it, the, the whole thing spawned from this one argument she had with the husband, which, you know, great. 
Yeah. So for me, um, yeah. directed by Ted Demi, who is Jonathan Demi's nephew. Oh, wow. And he was only 31 years old when this film came out. This is directed by a young person, which is interesting because wow. it's about marital divorce. I would have expected it to be somebody a little bit more middle aged, but there you go. There you go. Okay, that's the pitch. John, what were you saying? I'm about to sneeze. <laughs> wow, great time. This is good audio right there, John. Thank you <laughs> so much. Go, 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 go. Wait, go. Oh, let me also give happen. a shout out to Christine Baranski, who is in one yes. of the worst Christmas movies of this year, Dolly Parton's Christmas on the Square, which I've seen more than once. <laughs> Yeah, buzz, 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 buzz. It's <laughs> just all, all the buzzes. <laughs> buzz to Christine, buzz to you, buzz to watching it more than once. Christine Bransky, what a hero. 15 Emmy nominations. She's wonderful. And- good wife. Yeah, give it up. I love her in uh, the Ron Howard's Grinch, Jim Carrey's Grinch. She's good in that too. Yeah. Um, all right. Also, just before we get started, I should point out we're live on uh, we're live on Twitch. We're live on Facebook at the moment. So uh, we're having this discussion. If you disagree, feel free to chime in. Yeah, feel free to get in here because I'm about to shit on this movie. So I want to know uh, <laughs> what? Yeah. No. Yeah, Let me give it up. <laughs> is it because of uh, is it because of the Kevin Spacey stuff? No, I'm gonna turn. No, no. Yeah, Kevin this, Spacey's I mean, a wonderful used... actor, and he's wonderful in this movie too. Dude, Sorry, this, world. This used to be <laughs> so this used sorry. to be my Christmas movie, like go to Christmas movie that I would show friends. So fucking thanks, Kevin Spacey. Okay, okay. So this is this is not a this is not a bad movie. I'm not saying it's a bad movie, but to flip the thing that Dave was saying about what we were praising so much about Black uh, Bad Santa. And I'm glad we brought up War of the Roses because I could not stop thinking about War of the Roses while I was watching this. I think this yeah. is uh, an example of a movie that had a wonderful setup, really excellent actors, that everything was primed and ready. The whole family was going to get involved. There was that Christmas vacation element where like obstacles could have been delivered. And then it stops halfway through this movie when the entire family arrives. This movie should have gone way further. It should they should have been destroying each other with their anger. And instead it turned into a therapy session, which I'm sorry, but like that's not that's it, it lost steam for me because I was I was so on board. I was like, this is better than I thought it was gonna be, despite the very strange slow motion opening with an R and B song that comes back at the end of the movie that, that I, I, I didn't understand why That's it was. Yeah, what was all that B roll in the town? Like, Christmas R and B. I didn't understand it, but I was on board. I was like, whatever. We never saw that town ever again after that opening credit. Fucking Connecticut, dude. But I, I don't know. It, and in spite of all right, Kevin Spacey's monologue is magnificent. Judy Davis is magnificent with him in every scene, especially that one where they have their restaurant fight in front of the whole family, and he finally puts the gauntlet down and shares their history. I just felt like when we got to that point in the movie, which is about two-thirds of the way through, maybe maybe a little over halfway, I remember just thinking, what happened? Who, who chickened out on this script? I feel like this turned in, this could have gone into all-out war within this family. The ingredients were there. Christine had troubles with her pussy husband. Christine hated the mother. Everyone hated the mother. Uh, Judy and Kevin mm. hated Christine and, and his brother. Everything, all the ingredients were there, and it did not amount to anything also, beyond quick, that Quick fight. shout out. Glynis, Glynis Johns is absolutely hateable as the mother as well. Wonderful. She's amazing. She's yeah. one, all the every, performances every time are I watch, Yeah, every time I can't watch this, I can't wait for her to arrive on screen. She's great, dude. She's fucking wonderful. Everyone, mm. that scene on the stairs, like right when she gets there, like from the get-go, yeah. a strong performance. I, I, I don't know, you guys. Am I alone here? I remember. I just remember feeling like, God damn it, this is one of those examples of somebody did not go far enough. It almost felt like it, almost felt like it wasn't even supposed to be a Christmas movie. Like, it was 
the idea of like a marital robbery, that third party thing. And then they were like, how do we frame I, this movie? And a studio got I, a hold of it. And we're like, let's just wrap it in a bow and sell it on Christmas. Cause I, I, just, I always <laughs> found this way more disciplined. Like I found this way more disciplined than bad Santa. Disciplined in what way? In that they had a storyline. <laughs> but what was the point? Like, I guess, I guess that's what I walk away from this movie with. Like, we all knew at the very beginning they were either going to destroy each other or find some way to make up. So if the point I mean, is was, to make up in a, yeah. in a vehicle of a, com- of a comedy Christmas movie, shouldn't we have it's, some I mean, more it, laughs along the way? It's a, <laughs> it's a Christmas movie where people learn the value of family. And, but it does it in a really fucking rude way. Like, it's almost like an episode of Springer at some points. But yeah, it, like but, it's one of those ones where right, it's, it's fun to out. watch another family, Hold another on, family. But I'm going to call you out. What happens in Springer? What does it always build to? A fucking fight. They fucking start jumping yes. all over each other and tearing each other to pieces, and that's when that show gets good. So I feel like this movie, like it, it never got there. They, they stayed. It was, it was. I'm going to bet fucking money that Marie. Weiss is from fucking Connecticut because this was the waspiest fucking movie I've ever seen. They, this is like how they fight in Connecticut. This was like their version of War of the Roses, like standing across the room from each other and just bitching at each other constantly. It never went past that for me. And I, I don't, I still don't get me wrong. I did have a, I enjoyed this movie. I enjoyed watching it. I just felt like it, it cut itself off at the shins about halfway through. It should have gone further. Jeff, do you agree? Disagree? What do you, what do you think, dude? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Buzz me, I'm, buzz me. I'm, I'm somewhere in between. I, I, I'm with you that, you know, about halfway it started to drag a little bit, halfway through two thirds, but I, the ending was satisfying enough, even though it was a little campy. And uh, I don't know, it, it was pretty fun. I, I did see when, when Kevin Spacey finally gets that cane or something and starts whacking the Christmas tree. And I saw he started to like go towards his little American beauty self, you know, when the, the famous American beauty scene where he picks up the plate slowly and then he just slams it against the wall to get everybody's attention. Yeah, yeah. I saw that and and you're right, I guess I could have seen it go farther, but it's risky to do that, you know, cuz it could fall apart quickly. And I guess this did it was a, it was a therapy session that was a choice. I know you you're you're, you're pitching it like a cop out. That is the choice they made. It just might not have been the strong enough choice. Well, that whenever make you have failure but whenever you whenever you have a situation with storytelling and you see a risk sitting in front of you and you don't take it, that's probably a good sign that you're playing it safe. So you're not going to explore what was possible. Like, I feel the exact, that exact moment was when I was like, here we go. I literally like rubbed my hands together. I was like, Kevin's about to lose it. This house is going to burn down. I was like, anything is possible right now. And instead he turned around and gave, he literally in that moment, Jeff, he literally turned around and said, I was talking because they interrupted him. That's why he goes to the Christmas tree and hits it. And he gets very serious and delivers a very serious monologue. Again, he's wonderful in it. The monologue is good. It's fucking brilliant acting. But I felt like the momentum of that scene was building to chaos and they stopped the chaos. They controlled yeah. it immediately. It could have gone Mr. and Mrs. Smith. And actually, now that you're, you you sold me on one thing, which is I said campy at the end. The cops finally show up to their house, the house where the actual guy they're looking for has been. And they basically don't search it. And it <laughs> it probably would have been better if they're arguing with each other and their house is on fire and the cops are just like, I don't want anything to do with this house and then walk away as opposed to just walking in and seeing the arguing alone and leaving. Probably not a, a good enough reason to not search the house. Do you yeah. know what I mean? There, but but, yeah. but if, it, if it looked like the house from Mr. and Mrs. Smith, then 
then yeah, maybe you're right. You're you're right. You're, and you're not I felt, wrong. I, I also felt like right. at the very end, again, that R and B. I laughed again when that R and B music came mm. back on. I was fucking. I'm just gonna boss you for hell of it. I know sure, where you're sure, going. Sure. <laughs> that R and B music comes back on at the very end when fucking Dennis Larry finally gets on his boat. His, his friend is really good too. His sidekick Murray. Yes. He's, he's great in this movie. Uh, yeah, I kind of wanted to see a maybe two or three extra minutes of him with that woman on the boat. I feel like there was some funny shit that was going on yeah. there. He was a funny character. But I feel like this movie, the final statement of this movie is uh, I kept waiting for it. I was like, when is Dennis Leary going to do his million hour, million mile an hour rant that, you know, he's so funny for mm-hmm. and like he's famous for. And they just shoved it in the last seconds of the movie. And I was like, come on. Yeah. Like, uh, it didn't find its way I, into his character another way. So I felt like this was I kind of felt like I Again, was being I, for, I, feel I was like watching was, a vehicle for a comedian. And that's always a cop out to me when this you're watching is a drop dead Fred. No, with man. Dennis, Riddle, Dennis it's Leary, way basically. better than Drop Dead like, Fred, dude. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's way better. It's like, it's like, okay, we got to put Dennis Leary in. He's like, I don't want to do it, guys. Just do it at the end. Just do it at the end. But he he gets one or two of them in there, like the like the wonderful line about later, your husband's not dead. He's fucking hiding. Yeah, yeah, but okay. Hold on, wait. This is a great example. I don't know if this movie was written for him. But you have someone like Dennis Leary. I who, don't think it was. I don't think it was either. But this is this is what I'm saying. This movie felt like it was kind of made by committee kind of thing. Like somebody has a script and they were like, how do we do this? Blah, 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 blah. Once you have a comedian like Dennis Leary and you know that that is his canon, he likes to go insane. Mm-hmm. They did not drive him insane. For the last half of this movie, he's kind of sitting there listening to it's, the uh, like, No, nah, dude, he should have gone dude, ballistic. There- he should not I have gotten like away it was a, with it. It was a more measured performance. It was a, he half went there with what you were expecting, and you were waiting for it, and waiting for it, and that kept you waiting for it right to the end. But like I, I tell you what, like the one thing I love about this is like I've this character in this Dennis Leary's character in this movie reminds me of people I've worked with. Yeah, and it's it's well, so funny. It's like you're waiting for them to go off. Because it's fucking hilarious. I know, but, I mean, but give it to me. Don't, don't. I'm sitting here for a Christmas comedy. Give me what I'm waiting for. I, I want to see him go nuts. I want to see something ridiculous. I want to see him give himself up to the cops. I want to see him threaten to kill himself. I want to see. I well, want the, something the, to actually, go the, wrong. The original ending, he was caught and uh, taken away to teach the kid a lesson about how crime doesn't pay. And they, they that ending did not test well at all. So they redid. I mean, that's a dumb ending. That, that's bad. That yeah. would have been a bad choice to yeah. teach the kid a lesson. He doesn't give it. What kind of robber is it? There's like, I have an idea. I'll go to prison because it'll help people learn. Like that's terrible. no. He that's, didn't. That's he didn't bad. decide to do it. He was just caught. They they came in and busted him. This was okay, all right. Well, so, even in, even in, all right. so even in so even in IMDb, this is listed as a uh, genre: comedy, crime, drama. And I think I, I did not look at this. I didn't look at any information before I watched it. I did watch the trailer, but then I just pressed play because I knew we were supposed to watch it this week. So I didn't read anything about it. This movie had was set up in my mind. The first half of this movie, certainly the exposition, but definitely the first half, set it up to me, and I was like, "Here we go. This is going to be a. This is going to build into a dark scruple, or some kind of dark satire." And instead, it resolves into a dramedy. Like it, it kind of takes on more serious tones toward the end, and actually tries to teach you some lessons. And then Dennis Leary, I'm like, does a happy ending. I'm wondering how much of that was the rewrite that was done. 
It was the wrong right. As well. Whatever. Could, whatever yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. It could happen. It was the re-wrong, Dave, not I, I the have to, re-right. I have to buzz you for something I agree with. Okay, sure. sure. It could have been edgier. I still like it. I feel like it's a it's a fun Christmas movie. You get a little bit of the, the like... Yeah, the family, like everyone can relate to the family self fucking combusting Christmas. Absolutely. But just kind of what but, we were saying. I don't know, dude. Just like we were saying with Bad Santa. Because you're right, dude. Like, I, Jeff and I had never heard of this movie, right, Jeff? No, I never I had never heard I, of this no, movie. I, I thought it was. Um... I thought it was with Billy Crystal or something. And yeah, that like, one where he's an NBA ref. I know, yeah. I thought it was that movie yeah, too. That, that's what I thought it was. <laughs> Whatever that I movie I forget was. what that movie's called. But I remember, when this movie started, I was like, all right, here we go. This is an incredible cast. Like, I was like, what is going to happen? These actors are brilliant. All these people are in their fucking prime. Mid-90s, golden age. Everyone's mm. fucking tackling it. The fights at the beginning were brilliant. The stuff in the car yeah. is brilliant. It doesn't feel like just a gimmick. Like, you know, you're, you're, again, you know, it's a gimmick. You know what's happening. The comedy is set up, but the work is so good. It's so nuanced. And you know that, like, oh, my God, they're going to murder each other before the end of this movie. I don't know. I just didn't see the happy ending being coming through actual sincere therapy. I thought it was going to come another way through yeah, absurdity. I, I mean, I still love this movie. I feel like it's a great Christmas film to watch that's not exactly family friendly. Correct. Yep, um, yep. And I like this. I do love the cat piss bat gag that keeps going the whole way through the movie. Yeah, this gag's fun. Mm-hmm. Yep. And sure. I'm just wondering, like, what do you think? Would this make an interesting play? Oh, yeah. This could totally have been a play if we rewrite the script. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> if, yeah. We- <laughs> if you rewrite it, it could be a great play. <laughs> no, but Jeff, I, I mean, Dave, I feel you, dude. You're both getting that. <laughs> Dave, I feel you, dude. <laughs> Single location. Really, really strong acting performances. Very, yeah. very dialogue driven. Like this, totally could play on stage. But why has no one done this? I mean, I think you should get in touch with uh, <laughs> with the uh, Australian, the Sydney rep. I think we got to put it on. Yes. Bro. Yeah. yeah, get Sydney yeah. rep in there. <laughs> we yeah, we'll, do we'll it. tour Australia with this. We'll just go back. Uh, it's cool. That is a good I, idea. I, I do want to ask though: Is Drunk Cross Santa an American establishment? Because this is two movies now. Yes, like Santa hey. Con. This actually inspired Santa it's, Con. It's this three movies. It's three movies. <laughs> it's three movies. Uh, Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. Remember the first Santa is oh yeah, is drunk voice. Santa. <laughs> yes, drunk that, Santa. Every Dave all is the that, fucking Santa. I just assumed that everyone in Australia is drunk all the time. So I just, I just assume your Santas are already drunk. Is that is that not a thing? Oh yeah, that's probably true. I never noticed. Yeah, because everyone's <laughs> fucking wasted. Come on, drunks is wait. I am seriously though. Is that not a cliche in Australia and England and it, all the other I'm, English-speaking I'm sure countries? It is. That is I'm definitely sure it a cliche is. in America. That is in every fucking movie. Yeah. Yeah, alcoholism sells. Still does. <laughs> alcoholism sells. <laughs> well, especially during the pandemic when you can get delivery. That guy this was fucking great. The not family-friendly version. Yes. That, yeah, that, guy, that guy was excellent. The Whatever his name was. The guy who kept <laughs> just walking around giving no, out fruitcakes. Uh, yeah, but he was he did bad, a good job of getting drunk over the course of the film. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm not saying. Easy, he tracked. They he probably tracked filmed it. that a sequence, and he 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 did his beats and everything. Like he he got his script out and he wrote in. He, he wrote in exactly what he where he was. It was fantastic. I really enjoyed his performance. Right. He, he probably hired a coach. All the performances. Yeah. Were All right, wonderful. people. Um, and let's do it. Let's do our best supporting actor and best comedy moment if we haven't done it yet. Just to, just to give it some closure here. Have we done that already? Uh, no, we haven't done that. Dave, do you have a couple off the top of your mind? I'm kind of looking through the. I mean, Glynis Johns is my favorite in this film. She is yeah. just. 
fucking notorious. Um, she's consistently bad and like, as in evil. And, yeah. uh, but yeah, Dennis Leary telling her, lady, your husband's not dead. He's fucking hiding. Yeah. It's my favorite the, moment in this that's film. Probably, that's probably the that's best really line. It was good. very, uh, like Churchill, uh, Winston <laughs> Churchill. Mm-hmm. I feel like it was like, what's that quote when that one walks up to him? She's like, sir, if you were my husband, I would poison your food. And he said, lady, if you were my wife, I'd eat it. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, <laughs> that moment, not quite like the family guy version of that. Sure. When the kids walk downstairs and they're like, grandma's chewing through the ropes or <laughs> grandma's chewing yeah. through the, the gag. Chewed through a gag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You <laughs> yeah, forget just, that they're even tied up. Just the idea of that. Yeah, that, that made me laugh yeah. quite a bit. Jeff, what about you? I was actually going to say, I was just going to, because it's the grandma. I, I do kind of like Christine Bransky in this, but I, I was going to say the kids that get to tie everybody up. Yeah. Somehow Dennis Leary, who's, who's holding up the house, just gets the niece and nephew of Kevin Spacey's character to tie everybody up, but he's not even holding the gun to them. Like the kids are just doing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, and then finally, like the grandma's mouth isn't tied up. So she keeps talking and it might even be somebody else. Like it might even be Spacey. Who's like, I think you should go ahead and, and um, gag your grandma. Okay. And the kid's just like, okay. And the kid just can tapes the grandma's <laughs> mouth. Shut. The first moment, the first moment when they're at the dinner, when Dennis is still pretending to be their psychologist or whatever. And he tells somebody to shut the fuck up and like sit back down and they cut <laughs> yes. to the kid and he's like cool <laughs> like, like one of the jobs <laughs> that was yeah. a good moment also i just want to say the therapy session at the beginning with uh Biddy wong and the bell oh, is not where we got the idea for this show from oh it's so good though <laughs> it's so good when she says uh she's trying to describe the sex and she's like it's not what's the word noteworthy that, <laughs> that is very that is yeah the writing is yeah good, it's dude. like don't yeah, he's, uh, I had a. They served me his head with his penis in his ear and went, "Don't eat the penis; it's just for garnish." Oh yeah, the whole dream, <laughs> the whole dream is fantastic. Ah, oh, it really and is. It keeps good. coming up the whole way through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, I mean, I love this. I, I do. I love this film. Like the comedy really speaks to me. Oh, I'm sorry, yes. I shat on it, dude. Mm. No, you can shit on whatever you like. But no, yeah. for me, to me, I I think it's great, and I'll recommend it to anyone. Yeah, it was worth nice. a watch. I had never seen it or heard of it, and I don't know how that happened. It fell through the cracks for me. I feel like I've seen or heard mm. of every Christmas movie in the '90s, especially. Nice. Well, I guess let's bring it to a close there. The ref, that sweet, sweet romantic comedy, sort of. That's also a drama. <laughs> there, yeah, that was actually me. I hit the wrong button. I hit the wrong button. These are 9% beers. Yeah, the next <laughs> film we're talking about is Anna in the Apocalypse. You've never heard about this. It's about a British girl who wants so badly to go to Australia. Uh, Scottish which girl. Is why, Scottish girl. Which is, she wants to go to Australia, which is why Dave recommended this film. It is free on Amazon Prime, assuming you have a subscription and you are feeding into the establishment. People, we'll see you after our break. Unless, do we want to introduce what we're doing next week? Or I guess we'll, we'll do it. We'll do it next okay. week. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, we'll do it at the end. All right, people, we'll see you in a second. Back. Did you miss us? What a talk about the ref. <laughs> Shut 
Shut the yes. fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> mm. <laughs> what a talk. Didn't even Honestly, I, I, okay. Here's here's what I was doing. Here's what I was doing. What I was really doing is we spent our break and we said Kevin Spacey was really awesome in this film. It's it's weird because we I, we want to praise him more. He was really that good in this He's film, so and it's just it's too bad because of everything that happened, which is legitimate. It's you know it's legitimate. Hmm. But, but the the results are out there of yeah. what he did before all this news came out, yeah. and before yes. the news came out, he was one of the best living actors on the planet. And so I'm not justifying anything but i feel like if you want to watch this movie that's probably the best reason to watch this movie is his performance and it's hard to to, to get people to watch pretty that. much every I know, movie I know, with kevin spacey I feel in like it solid right? performances all around i feel like you you can share the load in this one i agree but sometimes when you see someone who is the best <laughs> then sometimes it, it kicks up a notch. but anyway yeah. you're right you're right but we got to move on we got to move on I shouldn't have even said it, but then I stalled on air. So here we go. We're talking about now Anna and the Apocalypse. <laughs> Anna, Anna and the, the apocalypse. apocalypse. All right. So this. It's a movie that came out of nowhere. Came out of nowhere. 2017. A zombie apocalypse threatens the sleepy town of Little Haven. At Christmas, forcing Anna and her friends to fight, slash, and sing their way to survival, facing the undead in a desperate race to reach their loved ones. But they soon discover that no one is safe in this new. It doesn't fucking matter. It's Shaun of the Dead meets La La Land. <laughs> Shaun of the Dead meets La La Land. That's not my quote. I'm, taking, I'm literally staring at it on IMDb. <clears throat> Shaun of the, the Dead. Road, that's getting buzzed for that too. Meets La La Land. That's what this. Everyone's getting buzzed for that. All right, Every all time right. I say it. All right. So there you go, people. I'm getting another beer. Talk According to, to Dave, it's Scottish. <laughs> He's got to go. <laughs> Wait, what the fuck? We were just talking through the entire break. He didn't go to the bathroom then. All right. Anyway, so according to according to Dave, this is this is a Scottish movie, not a British film. Um, yes. Big surprise it's to a me. Scottish film. Uh, their their accents. Really, the were, accents didn't give it away. Um, I uh, the, all the singing, all the singing got to me. I guess. Um, so this is on Amazon Prime right now. It's a tight hour thirty three. And about an hour 20 of that is singing, or at least that's what it felt like. Um, and who wants to? No, 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 no. I'm, no, fuck you. I'm pimping you out. Jeff is our music theater professional here. He teaches music theater. <laughs> he does music theater. He's music trained theater. in music theater. John, you come want, at me. John, come you at have me. a Bachelor of Fine Arts degree. I do, I do, in but it's been, theater. it's been 13 Not musical years. theater, music theater i think it's been 13 12 or 13 years since i've done any of it i, I don't feel like i'm as as up to date on it what did you think of this like like the, honestly did you think in, in terms of just this musical structure and music every, you know everything about the music the, the music itself did you like it do you think it worked as a musical no the songs weren't necessary to tell the story <clears throat> i think i agree with you which dave dave it was Jeff fun and I about it was this fun it's tons of fun it's tons of fun but I don't think it played by the rules. By the fifth song, by the fifth song, I was like, no more songs. No more songs? As in, like, no more songs? I don't want to hate this movie right off. I don't want to hate on this movie right off the bat. The first 30 minutes of this movie are really fun. So people should watch the first 30 minutes of this movie. The first 30 minutes... The first 30 minutes of this movie is poppy, it's funny, and then it's not. I don't want to hate on this movie right off the bat. Watch the first... 
right, hey, Dave. Dave I mean, Dave, in, in Jeff's in Jeff's defense, that's what I did the first time I watched it. I watched the first 30, 35 minutes of this movie, then I had to go to bed because I needed to call yeah. an ex- Then you recommended it. To that's us. why you pitched it to yes, us. Yes, I did. Because you watched <laughs> yes. the first thirty minutes. Fuck you, Dave. Buzz yourself. This movie's oh, great. <laughs> We're all drinking. Good Lord oh, Almighty. Oh my God. Ultimately, I agree with Jeff. I think. I think. Uh, First of all, it's what's up with that fucking island over there in the North Atlantic? Why do they love zombies so much, Dave? Can can anyone shine some light on me? There are so many zombie movies dude. that come out of the UK, dude. Two Walking Dead spinoffs. I, it's all I can say. Two Take Walking that. Dead spinoffs. Uh, there's a zombie like hooligans movie that my brother-in-law is in. There's a there's a fucking t- there's so many zombie <laughs> movies. Not to mention, uh, damn, twenty eight days later, 20, 28 Danny days Boyle. later. And uh, the one we talked about earlier, what does it meet? La La Land? God damn it. Help me out, you guys. Shot Ed, of the Dead. Edgar Wright. Shot of the, the Dead. dead. Yeah. Like, Jesus Christ. But ultimately, of course, I'm on board to watch a fun zombie movie. Like, who, who gives a shit? It's fun. This thing's an hour and 30-something minutes long. Like, I'm ready to go. But I agree with Jeff. Like most contemporary music theater, they wrote a bunch of pop songs that didn't necessarily... <clears throat> they either... Like obvious, too obviously told me exactly what characters already showed me, which I hate so much about pop music theater. I already saw you feel that way in the scene before you started singing, and now you're going to sing about that thing that already happened to you, as opposed to revealing something about the character that I didn't know through a song. And then it kind of started not being as satirical. Like at, at the beginning, I was like, all right, this is a joke, right? And then the songs. I think I felt like they started trying to take them kind of seriously, like they were sincerely singing pop songs about being in a zombie world, they, as opposed to making having, fun of music theater. Yeah, I thought they were going to. They go were having satire. fun at the beginning, and then at some point it turned serious. Yeah, I'll give yeah, you that. Right? What were they I'll doing? That, what, yeah. Who the fuck? What, what? Where was it? Where was their friend who was like, "Guys, this is ridiculous. Let's make fun of it. Let's have fun." Everyone wants to laugh. <laughs> Come on, you can't. So, so to you, to you always use the phrase rewriting the rules. For for this one, what they did is. Um, everything was was over overdone. M- musicals can't exist in reality. I've made this argument on here before. Yeah, they can't exist yeah. in reality. You don't sing in real life. So it's you always have to be doing something with it. And and the big juxtaposition between pop songs, especially just it, whether it's in a musical context like this or not, is they put you in a place. You yes. stay in that place for three minutes. You listen to an Ed Sheeran song, and it's literally four chords over and over again. But it it's designed perfectly to just keep you in that place. Not even and then that. the the three minutes goes, and then you're like, "Holy shit, that just ended so quick! I almost want to hear it again." And you just live in that world. When it comes to a movie, that's bad because the movie has to go somewhere. So all of these songs, by the beginning of this and the end of this, even if some zombies died along the way, nothing was really being done other than some clever writing and stuff, but that gets old really fast. So it's really tricky. Hamilton's the best example of this because the songs are designed like pop songs, but they cover like a year in time, right? You have so much context from the beginning of the end, even though the music is designed like a pop song. So that's why Hamilton's so great. I'm not comparing everything to Hamilton. Sorry, I forgot to drink. Don't put that beer. Yeah, I was gonna say, don't put that beer down. You haven't drunk. Not to it. compare everything to, but there's like there's a, there's a scene where the guys are gonna, the the girls meet the 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 guy that used to be her boyfriend and and right. like anyway, and they're gonna <clears throat> they're kind of trapped. They're zombies, and the guys are basically singing about kicking zombies' ass. Now this is the best example because it's close. It's so close because it's like, what are we going to do? Real life problems are not going to help us with this. So it's okay to sing your way through it. 
You know what I mean? Like there is no reality that Jeff me has to get me out of the situation where zombies are crowding me. So songs might work in this case because there is no such reality. But then they sing for three minutes about smashing zombies and nothing gets, they could have just said that in one exactly. sentence. And that's exactly. the tricky stuff about and with this. Musicals, that's really tricky. And with musicals, uh, just like w- w- when a character sings a song in a musical, especially if they're obviously, obviously if they're alone, but even if they're not totally alone, a lot of the times they're supposed to be perceived the way you perceive classic soliloquy, which is that they're talking to themselves. So in a number like that, where they are stating, this is who I am and this is what I do. That was that guy's, this is who I am song. Yeah, it, I it was okay, but I thought they should have covered more That's ground. my least favorite song, actually, in the uh, whole me thing. Me too, dude. I think I hated that one the most. I think that one bothered me the most because right. we got it in the refrain. The first time he sung the chorus, we were like, all right, let's keep going. And I thought they were going to go through the city. I thought they were going to start traveling and he was hmm. going to... You know, like a montage style. He was going to keep singing that song, and he was going to demonstrate his value I mean, as the also, warrior. Like I should but, point out, this is an indie film as well that was picked up and distributed, yeah, which, is, which um, is cool. So, and kudos. Like, there's kudos, a whole sequence yeah. that was cut because it rained, and they couldn't film it. Okay. Like it's okay. a film. It's a film we could have made. Right. Right. Well, and some yeah. of the performances are strong. That girl is wonderful. The yeah. Lead, the lead girl. She was twenty. Dude, Ella, two years Ella old. Hunt. When she did this right. Ella. Ella Hunt. Her unimpressed yeah, 19, look is fucking legendary. Yeah, unreal. Like, and the, the scene, the scene with a friend is like, she's trying to like basically go, "You're my friend," <laughs> where she's like discouraging him from asking her out. Is yeah, that like her facial right, wait, wait, control wait. is amazing. Let's talk about That's that. Really good. What a weird turn, and I don't know if I liked it. The nice guy gets killed in this movie, and she ends up with the asshole. Yeah, that, that, that kind of bummed me out just a, yeah, a little bit. That's on sort of. Cool. I mean, th- this had like it. This had <sighs> the uh, like the the ending of this is. Ba- <laughs> Jesus, Jeff, <sorry>. take that. <laughs> the the ending of this is basically the "Don't feed the plants" ending from Little Shop. Yes, yes, like it it's is. not a happy ending. Um, it doesn't it, like, and they state that right at the beginning, like, "Don't expect a Hollywood ending." There's a whole song oh. about it. We get, yeah. we get, we get really. For some reason, John and I get really highbrow when we talk about musical theater. We get to air out all of our grievances over the past like thirteen years. <laughs> we and, we uh, may have some issues having these degrees. But so, I mean, so what, it's, yeah. What would what would I know? I've only been working in musical theater for what thirty years. I know, I know, I know, <laughs> Dave. Dave sorry, we know sorry, you work sorry, in music sorry, theater. But then again, we know you know. But then again, you also you also said you loved cats on stage. So anyway, it's hard to know. Anyway, back to our first episode, give, which we'll right. cover next week. And I want to throw it to you, Jeff. We should be comparing everything to Hamilton. If that set the new standard of pop music theater that succeeded with that new style, then we should compare stuff to yeah. why did they work? Why did it work so well with them? You know, that's well, a new just, bar. And it's not just timing. It's also context. Like at the beginning of a Burr song to the end of the Burr song, you learn so, you so learn a, a novel's worth much. about birth. Yeah. Okay, anyway, so back to this. But they I do a like, good job where it's like I, that. I have a funny feeling that these guys did not expect this to get a distribution true, deal. True, 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 and true. And it true, did. True. And they were like, They got what? into some great true. film festivals. They got into <laughs> yeah. Fantasia. They got yeah. into Rotterdam. Like everyone, they got a- <clears throat> yeah, everyone like just did the rounds and they, were, they loved You're it. Right. But so, to that, I would compare this to an off-Broadway show because that because I'm just yeah, sticking with this kind of theater like. stuff. I've seen some and, off-Broadway but the stuff, thing about great. an off-Broadway stuff, even though they have those moments of heartfelt, like when she's telling her friend, "Like you're my best 
friend and you can feel his and it's like kind of touching and stuff how do you do that in a musical that demands satire the only way you're going to get through this is satire it's tricky so yes. kudos to them for getting the yes. film made it's all good but they were close they were on the right page because there is the singing at the they beginning were. they they I don't know because they dancing in the lunchroom is fine. It's very crazy ex girlfriend. Yeah, crazy ex girlfriend pulls First it off. 30 minutes. But then there is a scene where they go to the school musical that's going on, and these penguins are dancing, the and the penguins, penguins are rapping. And here we go. Are you ready? My favorite dish is fish, mother flipper, and I eat it for the hell of it. A nice bit of halibut. And then it turns to um, Thoris of Mir from Game of Thrones. And he just goes, four weeks of rehearsals for this. It's like, and it's like, you know what? We are in musical comedy world. They nailed that. They nailed it. The principle is amazing. Like he's the one you're waiting to die. And also his song is like classic fucking British punk. It's amazing. Like his song is amazing. But but if it was fun... I don't know. I feel like he is. I totally agree. Like he's a, we all know that actor. I can't remember his name, but he's a great actor. Obviously, we've Thoris seen him for Amir. years. He's wonderful. His name is Thoris of Mir. <laughs> Jeff, I agree, dude. Like, where was their friend again? This this proverbial friend that I keep referring to, who would have listened to their whole score when they were writing it and been like, "You guys, that's this movie is the Mother Flipper rap." Like you needed to yeah. build from there. <laughs> don't be scared of it. No, don't feel like don't feel I like mean, you're the degrading yourself. Rap was pretty good by not writing like funny stuff. I, I wanted to bring this up because I think it is. Uh, I think it's appropriate. It's not a movie musical, but there is a stage version of the Evil Dead. There was a stage yes. Evil Dead musical. It's one of my uncle's brilliant. favorite movies. Really? It's, yeah, it's hilarious. Yeah. If you sit in the first couple rows, they make you put plastic on you because you're oh, going to yeah. get blood. You're in Splashstone, yeah. So Evil Dead, uh, Bat Boy. I'm trying to think of some other like yeah. horror-themed musicals. Like we have to. This there's is a just Toxic a rule Avenger music. musical. Yes, there's a. So there are a couple rules of music theater that I think are important, and one of them, I love my rules, is that. Music theater doesn't really exist between the poles of sincerity and satire. It, it That's where it reigns. Maybe there are exceptions to that rule that are very special, but generally speaking, it's either making fun of itself because it's absurd and ridiculous and, and that's brilliant too, or it's extremely dramatic and sincere, like Sondheim and stuff. So I don't know. I feel like this movie sat in that place that so much contemporary pop music theater sits in where they're like, aren't these songs cool? And the answer is no. I'm sorry. <laughs> right? Isn't that usually the answer? Especially, it's, I wrote I down mean, the set, the sentimental songs didn't work for me. Any sentimental yes, songs? Yeah. Sentimental, which is I mean, sentimentality is the downfall. Yeah, sentimentality will never. I mean, work. I, I do I'm, like it's. It's it. really funny because like there's 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 an interview with these guys and they they brought up the Edgar Wright connection, the yeah, the Shaun of the Dead to. connection. They're like, and they straight up admitted, okay, this is an influence. And you can you can see that because the song after the apocalypse, where like Anna and the friend are singing about how it's a brand new day, there is so much fucking destruction going on in the background of this scene. That it's and just that's a the right idea. Does, but like, what that's the, the right watch, idea though? Yes, what, the watch what does, party yes. of this was so much fun. What does yeah, Edgar sure. do though? 
Edgar fucking knows what he's doing. And he's like, this is yeah. ridiculous. We're never going to let you lose sight of the fact that this is ridiculous. We're going to satirize the fuck out of this. Yeah. That's why no, he's a actually genius. in the, in that point, I think he it was checks out okay serious. Uh, it was the night before when they were doing the da 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 in Shaun of the Dead, where that was satirical. But the actual scene where he gets up and walks into the deli, that was 100% serious because there were so many serious fucking references. Like the the radio broadcast from Day of the Dead happens in the middle of that scene. Yeah, See, but, I think uh, I think I'm with Dave on this, and I think that um, the musical can help because in Shaun of the Dead, you rely on um, well, you rely on good acting by um, by by uh, fucking Benji. God damn it! What's his name? <laughs> but you rely, <laughs> you can't you remember on, his name? I, I, I'm very intoxicated. I guess. Okay. Simon anyway, Pegg. Sunday Simon night. Pegg. Late. Simon Pegg. Simon Pegg. Simon Pegg. Sorry, thank you. So they rely on good acting from him, and he's also hungover, and he's also a worthless human being by their standards, not by mine, and by mine. But the, anyway, to not notice the zombie apocalypse. In this case, they basically redo the. First of all, they do all the zombie tropes that on the radio in the car. They turn the radio off after they said like, "There's a virus that's out." But, but then when they're walking through the suburbs and you see cars and front lawns and you could tell we know who have seen zombie movies, there's a zombie movie and they're singing. That's a good explanation for why they didn't notice there's a zombie apocalypse going on around them. I think that actually checks out. So I think throughout this first 30 minutes, they could have 100% salvaged the rest and they didn't because yes. they got sentimental. But like, I think they were mm. on to something. I know what you're saying, John, because yeah. the pop songs... <clears throat> They didn't, they, you never get out of your first verse. The first verse is where you introduce what it is. And then there's a chorus. And then when the chorus repeats for a song that doesn't go anywhere, then it sucks. But like, yeah, they were, they, they were close. They were really fucking close. And uh, yeah. I was rooting for and them I for said, a very long I time. I do agree with you guys. I'm not disagreeing with you guys. They were, they were on the right page. I didn't even mind that first. It's catchy. It's a good pop song. That first, uh, there are no happy endings. I didn't mind that song at the beginning. I was like, yeah. okay, they gave me the sincere song because we're going to make fun of it as we go along. We're going to turn it on its head and we're going to point out musicals are ridiculous and this movie is ridiculous. And they didn't do that. Just to be a pretentious asshole, I'm going to read the definition of irony just to point out that that Simon Pegg scene where he goes... What are you doing? Goes, no, Why are you on. doing this? No, hold on. No, that scene where he... Because you're, you're no, right. go ahead. In Shaun of the Dead, when he goes into that I scene... I don't have my finger on a button right now. Ready? The use of humor, irony, <laughs> exaggeration, or ridicule to expose and criticize people's stupidity or vices, particularly in the context of contemporary politics or other topical issues. So, irony and exaggeration. So, Simon goes in there and plays it in that scene there it's so overtly sincere that you kind of have you you know what movie you're watching you know that that scene is in context of the rest of that satire so it stands out and it makes sense this movie stayed in the 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 moments where they were trying to do exactly what that scene does and several others from Shaun of the Dead so brilliantly is it stayed in that kind of what Jeff and I know is the contemporary music theater place it's almost like ABC Family movie, the kind of Christmas movies we were making fun of, the Netflix movies, it kind of stayed in that place. So it didn't go far enough into exaggeration for us to be able to laugh at it. I thought they were trying to actually do something serious. Whereas when Simon goes in there, yes, it's serious. Yes, he's playing it that way. And Edgar is directing it that way. And there's a there's a dark drone underneath that sound effect that's happening throughout that scene. So you're allowed hmm. to laugh at the serious scene in, in uh, Dawn of the, uh, Shaun of the Dead. I don't know. I don't. I don't feel like they ever got there with with this one. Is Dave frozen? 
No, he's not. He's just nope. watching. He's just watching. I was just. He's watching was, intently. I'm he's waiting ready for you to, to fuck you. up. I'm waiting for you to fuck up. That's what I'm waiting for. Oh my god, Shaun of the Dead is a masterpiece. This movie was imitating Shaun of the Dead with music theater. I'm sorry. I don't know. I don't know. I do. I am curious to know, like, if they had a budget. If they had a budget, if they had the right producer, I think they could. I think they could have found their way because there is some fun stuff. And kudos to Ella Hunt because she really, really did a nice job. And and some of the supporting actors did. You know who the um? Do you guys ever watch Dairy Girls on Netflix? That Irish show. No, Jeff. No, are you kidding me? Are you out of your goddamn mind? Dairy Girls one of the funniest shows I've seen in like two or three years. No, I've never seen. I've never. It's about like horny post pubescent girls in in northern ireland during the troubles and it's just like a dark comedy about the, it's really it's really fucking funny it's really i would highly recommend it on netflix and there is going to be a third season anyway there's a there's a you don't know because it doesn't matter get the fuck out of here but one of the characters yeah. reminded me of a guy on that show it's a very popular show around the world dairy girls check it out netflix get at me this movie is available just for anyone who gives a shit it's on hulu and prime it is. Yeah. I know we're criticizing it, but like, you know, if you like music theater, it is, it is fun. I had fun. The, the effects are good. The killings are good. The blood is good. If you love oh, zombie dude, movies. Then, seriously, like, I mean, <clears throat> the name, just just the name of the bowling alley, Thunderballs is my new stage name. Thunderballs. <laughs> they get a zombie in a ball pit. They get a zombie to fall into a ball <laughs> pit. A it's really funny. Pit. And then they I get mean, in the ball pit and they don't know where the zombie is. It's really funny. Yeah, the seesaw, the, the ultimate escalation. She's like, there's death by seesaw. There's death by toilet seat. Yeah. Like, when they get to the... They, they hide under a fucking blow-up swimming pool. Upside down, baby, like, puff, like blow-up swimming pool, yeah. Yeah, old and people, like, old the old woman sitting, sitting on her. Is, yeah. Like, there's no <laughs> woman seated on your face. Is she pissing? It's okay, it's plastic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, her, like, the control, like, Ella Hunt again, the control of her face in that scene, like, she knows this is fucking hilarious and she plays it really well. Yeah, she does, yeah. dude. No, it's worth it. I'm not, I don't know if I'm going to say it's worth watching, but it's, it's, I'm very proud they okay. got this movie if distributed. You, if and seen, if you love music okay. theater, I think you'll have a good time. I just want to say, if you've seen the movie The Fog, yeah. you'll enjoy this the movie. Fog. <laughs> you about John nice. Carpenter's The Fog? Yes. Oh, I really on. yeah. Uh the fog oh is gosh. better than this movie. Well, okay, okay. Let, let's do our usuals for this before we get too serious, all right? Best supporting actor, actress, and then your favorite the funny list. moment. Let me get back to the list, I'm sorry. <clears throat> I mean the principal for me. Ella. Ella Hunt. I is mean, she, she's the main actor. She's not she's a supporting actor, but but yeah, yeah, we gave her some shout outs. Let's let's, let's yeah, spread the no, love a little the bit. The principal here. is the the best supporting. Oh, actress the principal. For me, I you, meant principal. First, actress, at, I'm sorry. Yeah, no. First of all, you're waiting for him to die, and then he gets this amazing fucking punk song. Yeah, I mean, he was great. He was great. Um, yeah, I did. Do you, like, do you even uh, know <laughs> what? Me. I'm looking, no, I'm looking me. at John. Is he? Is he like? He's like looking for actors on IMDb. He's like, I am. Uh, I am like searching. I'm like. I'm, I'm literally like searching oh. for actors. Oh, you've been caught out. Oh God, I don't know you guys. I don't know. I guess I think that um the guy who plays Nick, who's like the the villain guy, I think he does a good job with what he's been given. He's not likable, but I think he's trying and he's having fun, and and it's a hard line to toggle. Because the the writing and the directing was setting it up very bad that he was the villain and we should hate him, and I thought he 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 made her sort of acceptance with him work. So kudos to him. 
Yeah, his little it's moment where he kind of crosses the line and he saves her. You still say the writing was very bad. Buzz. Yeah, thank you. Buzz, buzz, hey. buzz. <laughs> um, I kind of liked uh, the girl. Oh, I think I think I think I think identifies as a girl. I think she she said I have a girlfriend. What is her name? The you know the blonde with the short hair. Steph North. Yes. Yeah, I kind of like I kind of liked her. I didn't like she was pimped into a weird moment at the end where she like saves the day. Yeah, it was. But I like weird. Like she did this weird accent thing, like in the awkward stuff constantly, and I I feel like that could have been played differently. I liked how I liked her in the opening song. And whenever she was like dealing with stuff yes. in the, at the bowling alley in the opening song, but you're right, I didn't like what they gave her for the scene work as much, and I didn't like what they gave her for the ending. But other than that, I thought she was an interesting character. I wish they would have developed her more, but I thought she was a good actor. Um, I guess my favorite kill would probably be yeah the bowling balls, just because I've always kind of wanted to do that uh, to somebody. Yeah, <laughs> is that fucked up? I've always wanted to slam I mean- two bowling balls together on somebody's head and. <laughs> Watch their head explode. Is that, is that wrong? I mean, I, I, what is a zombie film about without this, really? I mean, come on. Like, that's pretty good. Yeah. You just squash some skulls. I, I think mean, it's the, I, the yeah. set piece kicking a guy into the audience of zombies is probably... The state... The, uh, what, the crowd star. Serving? Yeah, that's yeah cool. the crowd serving. Yeah. It's been kind of like a home alone gag that just kicked them in. Sorry, Dave, what were you saying? I cut you off. No, that was all. I No, you were good. You didn't cut me off. Anna and the Apocalypse, you guys. When did this movie get distributed? 2017. 17? So 16 and made the rounds in a bunch yeah. of festivals. It, I'm so I proud mean, of them. I'm so happy for started, them. And I hope they it, make more. I, I think I picked up on Netflix, first of all. Really? I mean, obviously, it's, yeah, it's on Hulu Prime. and Prime right now. That's crazy. It's getting distributed like yeah. crazy. Good for them, dude. Um, yeah. It's fun. Again, if you love music theater... Give it a shot. There's no reason you won't enjoy it's yourself. A, it's harmless. It's, it's an hour and like, thirty three minutes. If you long, like the fun. original musical, if you like <clears throat> the original musical of Little Shop, it's perfect. <laughs> yeah. All right. It's yeah. not as good as Little Shop. It's not as good as Little Shop. Okay. But, yeah. <laughs> but it's but it is fun. If you love zombie movies and you love music <sighs> theater, they uh, they went for it, dude. <laughs> they did. They it gave it a go. All right. Well, we should wrap it up there with our not family friendly Christmas movies list. Yes. Let's go ahead and tell everybody what we're going to be talking about after December 25th, after the Christmas holiday. What are we going to be doing, Dave? uh, We're coming back on the the, uh, 27th and we're going to be doing a 2020 recap. Recap. We're going to have some guests, maybe. We'll find some we'll guests. Yeah. yeah, we'll have some guests. We'll find some guests. We'll do something. Just, just um, to be clear to people, we had a we watched a shit ton of fucking franchises during coronavirus. So we watched yeah, like twenty year. franchises. So we have a lot of content on top of all the other stuff we did this this. Yeah, this year. The, like it's it, it it's not going to be a total clip show, but like the, there's going to be a little bit of clip show. Good, good, good. <laughs> and we're yeah. going to be talking about one big gigantic event movie that's coming out before the it end of this year, on right? The 25th. Yes. Wonder Woman baby. Wonder Woman 1984. Yeah. You're going to get the first We're all review. We're going to be watching it. I I mean fuck my family. I'm watching uh, yeah. Wonder Woman yep. 1984. I'm really excited. I'm so yeah. excited yep, to see that. We get to movie. force our families to watch I'll, this movie. I mean, yeah, we're hosting Christmas. I'm going to cook my shit and then watch this movie. Good. So everybody else out there, watch Wonder Woman so you'll know what the fuck we're talking about yeah. so we don't have to Do give you spoiler Do your patriotic warnings. duty. Don't go outside. Don't spread the disease. Get on HBO Max and watch this movie. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. that's good. That's, and that's then good. next year, after we've all had the vaccine, maybe we can go to the fucking cinema again. Maybe. Just maybe. I think I'm going to be in phase two. Countdown. I be in phase two. 
31 days remain until Donald Trump is no longer president. And I'm also very That's excited right. about that. So very, very excited. Joey B, oh, let's go. Joe, stay healthy. Trump in the chat. I have to buzz you. <laughs> <laughs> Joey B, stay healthy. All right, people. Dave, you brought him in last week, if I remember, uh, from Home Alone 2. Home Alone, so that was on you. Okay, people, we will see you next week. Have a Merry Christmas. Hanukkah is almost over, but happy Hanukkah if you're still celebrating. Shalom. We will see you all in a week. Merry Christmas, everybody. Peace.